Good evening, Meet Susan Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 140. We have now done as many episodes as the character limit on Twitter. Wow! Speaking of things uh, full of inane writing by high school girls about how special they are, this week we're talking about Hush Hush by Becca Fitzpatrick. This episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep, and also by Sarah, who apparently didn't uh, think we'd read enough books about it, clumsy girls falling in love with attractive non-humans, and so she found another one for us. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Sarah said this in email. She said, quote, I'm a teen services librarian. I can deal with some pretty bad books, but this one makes me crazy. Uh, first of all, what is a teen services librarian? Anybody? <laughs> is that real? Is she making that up? Uh, is that actually she a thing? Has, she has podcast sponsorship money, so I think it's pretty much real. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be real. It's not just comic books and porn. She's making it rain with her teen services library. I don't know, it just sounds, teen services just sounds like it's going to be like, like there's like a deodorant rack, and there's a condoms that you're not actually going to use rack, and then there's these books. Wait, are you not going to use them because you're like never going to get laid, or because you're not, not going to have safe sex? Not No, you're not, you're not getting laid yet. Okay, good. You, you're just Because you should use those. If you, <laughs> you just need a con- one condom to put in your wallet for the rest of the year, just to ha- just exactly. make it feel cool. Yeah, just wearing down a bit. Yeah, the the your wallet has that permanent round <laughs> hump in it from all of the pressure and not having taken it out. And Sarah, is this what a teen services librarian has? Please let us know. <laughs> is there a Dewey Decimal system of unused condoms? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to check out the ribbed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, so uh, thank you, Sarah, for sponsoring. If you want to sponsor an episode, we're currently sold out for the next month, but. If you go to readdeshweep.com slash sponsor right now, you can sign up for our email list, and we will you will be the first to know when we have more available for a a reasonable fee. You can make us read any book about the clumsy teenage girl. <laughs> All right, let me introduce you to today's panel. Uh, I'm Alex Falcone, of course. Uh, you, you can and should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, and, and, and don't type out the word underscore. It just makes us both look stupid. In, uh, Sa- also joining us today in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. <laughs> hey, Alex. I, I just want to read a book about a, a non-fucked-up relationship for once. <laughs> <laughs> These two people have a lot in common and are less than 100 years apart in age. <laughs> One time, guys. One time. I want this book. Also joining us, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. Hey, I'm the new kid. I'm like the blonde Mike Newton who helps you swing a bat, and then you forget about him for a while. <laughs> there's actually a Bat's part, still there. There's actually a part in my notes early on where I was like, I don't like Patch. Whoever, I'm on team whoever the third part of this inevitable love triangle is. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, be, before he showed up, I knew he was going to be there. That's right. So that means all of you are on team me. What up? <laughs> I've always been on team you. Also joining us uh, today, we have a very special guest. He's a member at the Action Adventure Theater in Portland, Oregon. He's at Pat Moran 252. Hey, guys. I'm the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm everybody. I'm all of them at once. I didn't even get to say your name yet. You're Pat Moran. Hey, guys. Uh, in case they thought your name was Pat Moran 252. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make sure they knew that I answered that, that, that as well. Do you, uh, 
are you upset that there were 251 other Pat Morans on Twitter? Every single other Pat Moran was taken, and uh, which is kind of great because I know that there's another thousand people with the last name that is very close to Moron, but not quite. But not quite. It's like if you misspelled moron because you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's ironic. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Chris, without any further ado, we should uh, explain to our, our loyal listeners who are not sure what we're talking about yet. <laughs> uh, why don't you explain this book and, and do it in the style, summarize, uh, including the part you didn't read, in the style of uh, an angel's voice in my head telling me to do evil, sinister things. <laughs> hush Hush is a book with a main character named Nora. Nora, you should look at the boy over there. No, Nora, look at the boy over there. He's evil, or is he? He wears black. He's a black Henley on black jeans on black boots kind of guy. No, Nora, look at the blonde guy. No, shut up. So, she's a high school student, and uh, there's a new boy in class who is uh, dark and handsome and quiet, and she has to get to know him, and... Turns out he's kind of a creeper, and turns out she kind of likes it. Turns out, I say that a lot because there's no explanation for any of this, <laughs> that he is a fallen angel. <laughs> that means he's bad. No, it doesn't. It means he's awesome. Um, Side note, we are now three quarters of the way through the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then a bunch of freaky shit starts to happen to Nora, and she doesn't know why. It's because of the bad angel. No, it's because of other angels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, eventually, uh, there's this thing where all of the freaky shit that was previously unexplained gets tied up into one angel who tr- who's trying to kill Nora, and in doing so, uh, kill uh, Patch, this this dark guy, um, this fallen angel, and uh, and then the problem's resolved. So <laughs> Twilight. No, and what I mean by that is he becomes her guardian angel at the end, you guys. Which means he's in a position of authority and that this is also still creepy in the relationship department. Oh, of course. Yeah, but, you know, occasionally gets to do you in the butt. Oh, wait, wrong book. <laughs> um, damn it. At least wrong part any... of the series. It hasn't happened. <laughs> no, I mean, so, guys, do you remember Twilight? Yeah. Instead of vampires, there are angels. Yeah. I like that you describe him by saying that he wears black on black on black. That's right. He's just stacked on stacked on stacked. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. All right. Uh, it's time for the uh, compliment sandwich. We like to start and end every show with a compliment to the work. It's what makes us feel like fair and legitimate criticism. Uh, today, Pat, you have the right as the guest to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? I'll go first. Take it away. I right, use a compliment. I... I like the description about how the dad would let his anger, uh, like, let go of his anger every time, every time the Patriots w- would lose, he'd go out into the into the backyard and and take a chainsaw and tear down all the trees. <laughs> and it, it said he would he would cut down dozens upon dozens of trees every time the Patriots lost, clear, which is fantastic. Yeah. Clear cut Maine. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler. This is in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> this is all taking place in Maine. This, you guys, Portland, but not that the Portland. Second best Portland in the country. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So he uh, he clear cuts his his own land every time the Patriots lose. It's a good thing that That's it's right. a short season in football, or he would run out of trees very quickly. Well, he's described as such a nice guy, and he's like, yeah, he was he was great. He was a great dad, except when he would get mad and tear out his chainsaw and go cut down trees when he got angry. 
Uh, yeah. On the plus side, I mean, the Patriots are pretty good. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's it's true. Really, uh, yeah. the Colts this last year or something like that. Or Seattle. Now I also, yeah. yeah, now I also root for the Patriots for environmental reasons. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I'm going to go second this week. Uh, I just want to say, this was a great... Well, the thing I liked about this book the most was I learned valuable things about other religions that I have not studied very well before. Like, huh. uh, we learned about, uh, from the Jewish religion, the month of Enoch which is the Jewish month of evil. <laughs> and I did not know that that existed before, apparently. Uh, and, and maybe uh, somebody could speak to this if they had some Jewish heritage. They could tell me. But apparently, if you guys don't have a feast day for a whole month, you go crazy. <laughs> um, I think you're flipping this a little bit, dude. It was the Book of Enoch. Oh, what was the month? Uh, like Hesh- Oh, Heshvan! All right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm you sorry. Want re- you want to redo it? Well, it's not going to be any funnier. <laughs> but it'll be more accurate, at least. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah, Heshvan. I did not know about about Heshvan, the Jewish month of evil. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, as a representative of the Jewish people, um, I can say that uh, food is very important. And, um, you know, sometimes enough lacks of... If you have a lack of a party, that's enough to make people go a little crazy, get possessed. It, 30 days... Of not partying, and all of a sudden, all evil is allowed to roam the earth. I mean, that's that's why uh, at frat houses you can never go dry for that long because yeah. you know that they will become evil. Like they, the or parties is what are, everyone like. What are fallen the- frat boys? They what, what they're not allowed to do fratty things anymore. I think we see fallen frat boys on the sidewalks of our college towns <laughs> quite enough. <laughs> and they have all those scars from where the beer duct tape to their hand was torn off. <laughs> right. it's, it's just what is a that PBR shaped f- scar on your hand <laughs> yeah. alright uh, Ezra you're going to be third today what is your major compliment um okay here is for achieving the impossible <laughs> <laughs> this book makes Twilight look competently plotted somehow because <laughs> oh you find out you in the really first do you really want to go that far well I mean <laughs> In comparison, yes, I will make this statement. Like, like in the first half of Twilight, you find out that Edward <laughs> is a vampire. All right, <laughs> you don't find out until like the last like three chapters of this uh, book that that Patch, which somehow is a worse name than Edward Cullen, um, it is the worst name. It is a worse name. Um, it is a is a fallen angel. On the other hand, um, if they, they actually do have just a, a picture of an angel. On the cover. On the cover. I was just going to say, in their defense, it's actually on page negative one that they let you know he's an angel. Yeah, and then all of the angel imagery yeah. that pops oh, up God. where everyone's just like, oh, yeah, we know. He calls you know, her we angel. Know. Yeah. That's... We know. Yeah, uh, we know. Uh. Eat angel food cake. Yeah, there's all... There's a lot <laughs> of that... a lot of Wait, how outfield. much angel food cake was there in this book? Was, <laughs> was there in any... the last... It's in last every scene. Chapter with yeah, all the it was in the end of the book, Chris. I don't... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he actually says in, at one point, or she says, she says, I don't really like archangels. I more like guardian angels. And he Wait. winks at her with some adverb attached to it. <laughs> God, so many adverbs. It's like she got them wholesale. <laughs> all right, Chris, what is your major compliment? Yeah, my major compliment is that for all of the faults of this book, it, cr- it constructs a pretty fun buddy character for Nora, her best friend V. Who, if you've seen Easy A, one of my favorite movies of last year, uh, the character of D 
uh, seems to be basically that same character. Uh, basically, big boobs and really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like sassy and sex positive and, uh, you know, really wants uh, Nora to, to go out and get her get her a piece of the action. Yeah, I, I, and, I, I, I enjoyed her and her sex positivity. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or her makeout positivity. Yeah, you know they're teenagers, so it, yeah. sex could be anything. Yeah, well, the but, whole the whole like bad boy girl thing was like, we're gonna totally kiss later. I can't, I want my mom to not be here so I can put my arm around you, and then put my face on your face. <laughs> this is a character we got face on face. Who on says? Face. Is like, <laughs> oh, he he almost attacked you, and but he was drunk, so he really didn't mean it. Right. Yeah, he's I still think a, he he's really... probably a good guy. He didn't actually. He was drunk when he tried to sexually assault you. He's probably okay. He seems like he seems fine. I won't say V is like a great wing woman, but <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. She, no, no, she definitely she's... tries to make hook you up. Like she's yeah, like, you will it's... not ruin this for yourself. It's A for effort, and you know what? She's trying to steer him away from Patch. So uh, you know, any port in a storm, really. <laughs> any not Patch in a storm. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> did did nobody like? No one's on Team Patch here. Oh God! How could you be? <laughs> it's the worst. For today's uh, hate game, we're gonna play the game of Hey Tigo. Uh, it's, it's some sort of a board game with soldiers and, and square tiles, and my grandma had it, and I haven't played it. I don't know what it is. Good. Uh, that hate game name was uh, was uh, brought us brought to us by Christopher Ames. Thanks, Chris. Uh, anyway, so obvious hate. Starting it off, Patch douchebag. The worst. He's the worst. Yeah. He. I mean, we have a lot of terrible characters uh, in this kind of genre. But I can't think of one that I hate more right now. I mean, I'm, if it was if it was a Patch Edward. Uh, love triangle. I would very. Oh, I'd be on Team Edward. Finally, absolutely. I mean, like, okay, Patch and like, uh, I don't know. Maybe just like Jacob's like hand. <laughs> I feel like that's more a more compelling. Character. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, well, it could transform into a wolf paw. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it, could, it could fix a motorcycle. It could do something useful. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I have a reluctant hate. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to share this with everybody, but it's been weighing on me very heavily since I started this book. Uh, my childhood nickname uh, g- growing up, stemming from the word Pat, was Patch. Oh. Yep. So I, uh, I'm reading this. So you and thought I'm, this book was about you. You <laughs> probably think this song is about you. Yeah, I'm incredibly almost rapey. So <laughs> So um, I have, and I'm going to be the, the S, the spy um, which now stands for scientist, because I have a fucking social <laughs> science demographics hate on this. Um, Portland, Maine is made up to be a very tough city. That, like, oh my God, why the hell would you go into that? Like, a lot of crime. Yep. She goes in the city, like, she meets a homeless person who then gets shot, like, within a minute of her, like, taking Nora's coat. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, Portland, Maine, you guys, you're going to be shocked to hear, is 85% white as of the last census, mm-hmm. and 40% of the population has a bachelor's degree or higher. <laughs> yeah, Men's but Health the- ranked Portland the ninth most educated city in America, according to Wikipedia. But it's also, of, of, those, of those educated people, 
fifty percent of those bachelors are in fishing and crime. So yeah, and the other twenty five percent and twenty five percent are in fine arts and, and uh, rape. peace studies. Oh, rape studies. <laughs> rape, That's right. Rape studies. <laughs> Wait, what? What? There was like an equivalent place in Twilight, right? What, what was um? It was uh, uh, Anna Court of Washington. Yeah, <laughs> or it's Port Angeles. Port Angeles, right. the the den of iniquity like... that is Port Angeles, Washington. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some tough motherfuckers sometimes in Port Angeles because of the boats. Yeah, exactly. Know, That's either fishing but... or fishing or crime. Those are the two things you study in both yeah. those places. You're like, I'm either here to catch the ferry or an STD. Yeah, but I mean, like Portland, Maine is where Boston baked beans come from. Wait, the candy or the actual baked beans? Yeah, B&M baked beans. Yeah, it's the most dangerous bean of them all. (laughs) (laughs) Half of those beans have their degrees in rape. (laughs) I I have had a Boston baked bean assault one of my loose teeth before when I was a kid. That's basically a crime, right? Oh, actually, those are actual beans. Never mind. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Thanks a lot, Wikipedia. It's, so it's not home to the delicious peanut candy. No, no, I guess beans. that's Boston. Yeah, and they're not even from Boston. That's weird. Yeah. Um. All right. I got a. I got a small hate. Okay. Everybody sachets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you oh know how, was, how much goddamn sacheting was going on in this town? Does nobody walk from here to there in this town? <laughs> Give me a grapevine every once in a while. <laughs> Some, somebody sauntered. I remember somebody there, sauntered. There's a few people moving yeah. lithely. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, are they all snakes? We're all on a production of cats, you guys. <laughs> and then everybody conga lined over to the Boston Baked Beans factory. Uh, all right, other hates? Yeah, this is a hate on, like, I guess, underfunded schools. So, um, oh boy. The coach is the bio teacher who, yep. when a student says, I feel uncomfortable because my, like, <laughs> partner is sexually harassing me he's like well now you're gonna be tutoring him also yeah, yeah walk it off walk it off <laughs> coaches are not good for everything i'm gonna say it now well but he was a great bio teacher uh for example for the first day of sex class he was like interview a random stranger that'll solve the like, problem mingle right? guys yeah, mingle right. and tell teenagers not to think about sex it's like don't think about an elephant everyone's like oh an elephant yeah an but, elephant having sex what you <laughs> oh fuck chris why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> no shit elephants have sex in beds what? <laughs> uh, but but in uh face to face front to front yeah fa- fa- front to front that's indeed. Trunk great to trunk lovingly <laughs> Tender caresses. <laughs> they do, and then when they're uh, done, they like stroke each other's faces with their trunks and tell secrets. Yeah. Looking for peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sashay off. Uh, I, so okay, so I'm gonna move my Leviathan tile number. They, they they all have numbers, so it's like your your number two. That's like your commodore. All right, I'm gonna move <laughs> number my one's your general. Number two commodore. Oh, the commodore! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And the the Commodore is going to go to square nine and punch Chris's spy in the face. Ah, <laughs> uh, spies die Stratego. when they're attacked. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so my hate is that Patch is a terrible liar. In addition to being a douchebag, he's a fallen angel, right? You can come up with something better when you're trying to convince her that the car has died than opening up the hood and saying, Bad news, it's the engine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the engine. I mean, there was already like steam hissing out of the tr- the hood of your car. You're not going to come back and say, "Hey, great news, the tea is ready." 
<laughs> of course it's your engine. You just looked at the engine. <laughs> Bad news, honey. It's the car. It's well, broken. I mean, I think it's just lucky uh, for us that, you know, that Nora knows even less about cars than the author does. <laughs> oh, the engine. That sounds bad. <laughs> Did we need that? <laughs> uh, all right. Other hates? Other hate goes. What's an e-zine? Like, I get, I, I'm guessing it's a blog, <sighs> but it's like, it's, inc- it carries an incredible amount of weight in this Well, school. it's like, it's like a blog, but it's put together with glue and nobody buys it. <laughs> Like that's just a zine, though. That's not an e-zine, right? So you take it, if you, then if you scan that and put it back online, that's that. <laughs> it's scanned Sharpie drawings. No, it's got that nice, like, kind of uh, what is it? Yeah, I don't know if it's CSS or, or whatever it is, where it looks like, kind of like a flippable PDF where it flips through. Oh, sure. Or maybe it's just the internet tied together lovingly with ribbon. <laughs> yeah, like... or with a long arm stapler. <laughs> <laughs> put it up on Etsy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so here's a. Uh, a boring evil villain monologue hate like Ooh. the inevitable chris this is the end so you didn't get there oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but during the inevitable inevitable evil monologue uh where he tells how everything actually happened uh he he likes her spirit he's like you're you're spirited i like that did you know i used to live in spain and while in spain i had this horse farm and i used to break horses which is all way too much background information and then he says, "You know what I, you know what uh, I used to do when a horse refused to be broken." And my only assumption was like, "Let me guess, you talked it to death, right?" Yeah, <laughs> you bored that horse to tears. Yeah, <laughs> we made Jello the next day. <laughs> Boring Jello, not uh, totally unflavored. That's what this guy would have done. <laughs> no wild Jello though; it couldn't be broken. <laughs> It was it's such a boring monologue, and his of course his evil plan didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't. I think wasn't he his, what was his evil plan or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think ancient w- grandfather. Oh, you know, he was the guy in somebody else's body, That's who right. his body was the one that Patch was currently using because it was the Jewish month of evil. Yeah, and he wanted to kill her because it would annoy Patch. I think that was her great ancestor, though, no? Yeah. It's, it's the Jewish month of evil, so he's using Chauncey's body, right? That was the idea? I don't know. It goes on more than a month, though, doesn't it? Honestly, I... I mean, I, it felt like a month of my life. I don't know if it was done in real time. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, what, what do they call it? Neph- neph- nephilines? Yeah. yeah. Like sex zombie or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except it's a kids' book, so it's a, a make so zombie. Better also, I'm sex. pretty sure "Sex Zombie" is going to be a, a Kesha number one single soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get drunk like a sex zombie. <laughs> Do it like a sex zombie. Or, I've wait, got a problem. It's an almost sex zombie, right? There's so much almost sex in this book. It's uh, it's like when you're all but dissertation for your for your PhD. These guys are like they're all but sex. They're, they're ABSZ. Yes, <laughs> all but sex zombie. Yes. <laughs> Let's get lemonade. That was Kesha being in the kids' book. <laughs> Great. Other I, wanna, I, I would definitely listen to this again if Kesha had just auto-tuned the whole thing. <laughs> Other hates. Um. So, uh, listen. I, I'm gonna go ahead and move my general. All right. Uh oh. My number general. one. Shit's going yeah. down or not, depending on how this game is played. 
as much as I love V, she's also pretty much a criminal. (laughs) And you all know from this podcast how much I hate the life of crime. Yeah, oh yeah, you are a Uh, rule follower. I'm a law and order kind of guy. No, really? Don't Uh, don't, don't, don't. Chung Chung. But (laughs) V... uh, V decides that the best way to try and sneak in and have Nora look at Patch's permanent record is to call in a fucking bomb threat yeah. on her high school. Yeah. Like, that's some FBI's pounding on your door type shit. It that is. That is not like a... That's not a stink bomb. That's not like playful Ferris Bueller shenanigans. That is like for real skis. I like and controlled I- mischief. Like, even spying on someone's personal record instead yeah. of just asking yeah. him direct questions. I'm all for that. But the bomb threat, I did feel I had that twinge that I was like, "This is a little too far." Yeah, it's it's just it's just a little too far. Like, and you know, nothing comes of it. No, of course not. Or at least not in this book. It's a you know, there's five of them. Yeah, including the final book finale. Is that what's yeah, called? Yeah, the last book, the finale in the series, is called finale. That's got to be the working title, right? <laughs> I don't was, know. Was it? Genius. It's <laughs> genius. It's not out yet. It's like the end of the end. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it is. So maybe yep. it is actually the working title. No, it's it's it. I looked up on the website. This, okay. this is. I had to find out. Actually, I was on the website trying to figure out what the hell "hush hush" was. Like, what did oh. the hell did the title? What is it mean? referring Great to? Question. I have no idea. I, I, I went down the internet rabbit hole and ended up. On a, no, you know what that is? That's that's the site. evil. That's the evil angel on the shoulder. I think my boyfriend's a creeper. Hush hush now. <laughs> yeah, it's so rapey. It's so yeah. rapey. It is a little. Yeah, I don't like, like how he touches me. Hush hush now. Oh, I think I've read this book like six times before. Hush hush now. <laughs> Apparently, it's supposed to be the, like it's the start of a lullaby, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that Wait, there is no such question. Tom right. Bombadil character in this book. Hush, hush, little, little baby, baby. Don't, don't, you, you, cry, cry. That's what it, it's, <laughs> it's an echoey. Come That's... on, Kesha, you know the words. <laughs> <laughs> hush, hush, sex zombie. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, at Too Stupid to Live Anonymous. And so I'm going to have a stern talking to Jacob about not kiss-raping my infant infant daughter uh, like the way he kiss-raped me. Thank you, Bella. Wonderful progress. And you, Nora Gray? Present. When did you realize you might have a problem, Nora? Oh, I don't have a problem. Nora, have you fallen in love with an insanely controlling immortal boy with mystical powers? Oh, yes. And is there any hope for this relationship? Well, he didn't kill me, so now he's my guardian angel. And how much older is he? I don't know. Infinity? Nora, this is just the stupid talking. You'd have a better shot if you were an heiress and he were a hobo on a transatlantic voyage. But he has scars! Listen, Agent Simpkins, do you have some advice for Nora? I was once like you, Nora. Very, very stupid. But thanks to audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep, I've read one book for free, and now I'm no longer stupid. That's not actually anything. I still might crash into the occasional plate glass window, but now I do it when I want to.
audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. We love you, Agent Turner Simpkins. Stupid in love. All right, so now I want to play. Uh, this is our, our anchor segment today. For our anchor segment, we're going to do uh, the return of Claire Ezra explains it all. Woo-hoo. So Ezra, you seem angrier than usual at this book, and so I'm going to put you in the position <laughs> of being its prime defender. Not necessarily of its quality, but just you are going to have to explain to us why it makes sense in all of the very limber up for this first. <laughs> I think, actually, ah, <laughs> oh, stretching out. Good. Get ready because we are going to we're going to ask you questions about the book. And you were going to explain to us why it made perfect sense. Sound good? Sure. Yeah, I can do this. Chris? Cool? Oh, of course, yeah. No, I have a lot of wait what in my notes. Ezra, are you ready? I am ready, Alex. Claire Ezra, why did you wait till chapter 24 to tell us about the angel? Um, yeah, it would have been a much better book if we hadn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like one giant prologue. Yeah, well... Don't you ever say that the book gets much much worse after the prologue? So yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt about Twilight. Is, is that a saying? Yeah, Do people say gets that. Much worse after. I mean, honestly, for most of the things we read, it gets worse, much worse after the prologue. So trying to circumvent that issue, just all prologue, one chapter of middle, and then just uh, four more books and a finale. Yeah, <laughs> four more books, four more books. <laughs> Claire Ezra, uh, I, I was wondering, it felt to me like she, the main character, underreacts to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, when she hits a guy with his with her car, and then the guy disappears, and then later the car magically fixes itself. I would feel like, at that point, either everything you know about the world and physics and existence is totally wrong, or you're crazy. And or, like Nora, you're a little anemic and blame your iron deficiency. <laughs> yeah. It's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, I think you have to understand that we're we're living in basically what is a, a post Twilight world here. You know, like it's weird when you when you don't get into a, a you know mystical car accident once a week. Like that's the thing you should be worried about. Oh, so you think all characters in other books, because they've all read Twilight, are expecting magic? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think girls in real life are disappointed when they find out that the guy who's mean to her in high school? <laughs> actually is just a guy who doesn't like her well i think they're also very anemic though so um that guy who doesn't like her is satan (laughs) that's what anemia does right uh yeah clarezra what uh, could you explain to me what iron deficiency really like does it actually cause these things it's whatever you want to do alex (laughs) (laughs) i have anemia 16 year olds don't know what that is let's make some shit up yeah an illness MacGuffin. <laughs> so, a McGillness? Um, McGillness. Or, or an Illguffin. I don't know which one. So there's a character, the uh, uh, the undead best buddy of Patch. I, was, I can't remember his name. It's like Rickson or something. It's Kai Kakai Kakai. I'm an Irishman. Yeah, Irish Popeye. He's described as having bluish, blackish hair and sexy to the max. So Sexy as a, to as the a, max. what does he actually look like? <laughs> I think he looks like a like a Pepsi Max bottle, honestly. <laughs> oh, that's all it was. With a wig. So, so yeah, with a wig. Beatles wig and a mustache. <laughs> that's hot. So he was sexy to as much as you could have, but still have no calories. 
Exactly. I can't believe there's so much sexiness. In this context. I can't believe there's so much sexiness and so few calories. He's way too skinny. <laughs> to the max sex. He's got, and he's way better than he's way better than uh than like Chauncey Zero, the other the other guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 or Elliot Ten. <laughs> Claire Ezra, there are two different characters who are near murdered because they're wearing one is murdered and one is just beat up because they're wearing the main character's jackets. Uh is it possible that this that the whole thing, the way this book actually ends up was a misreading of the situation, but really it was just she was a lady with cursed jackets. <laughs> I think you're close, Alex. Honestly, I don't think these were really connected, but that the jackets were not really that fashionable. And Portland, as we all know, is a rough part of the world. <laughs> it's it's rough and a little windy, so if you kill people for having light coats, it's gonna be a great place for you to live. Well there is a lot of, a lot of fog. So <laughs> anything can happen in the Portland fog. Hey, Ezra, are all angels really good at trash can basketball, or is that just a random thing for this guy? Um, only the ones that have been doping. <laughs> <laughs> doping on trash drugs. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, he's He's got uh, way more iron pills than he needs. Yeah, he's just, he's taking, yeah, he's like anti-anemic. Did you, it's, did you give him your iron pills? You know you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> He's just magnetic. No. <laughs> but then Magneto can explode it out of your body and escape oh, from no. the prison. <laughs> uh, any, anything else for Claire Ezra? Claire Ezra, how come stupid shit keeps happening to the uh, protagonist, but she never uh, decides that something's wrong? So, for instance, crazy mystical car accident, crazy mystical roller coaster accident. Wait, is this Final Destination? <laughs> she saw the it. second half of Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got saved in the roller coaster, and Death has a plan, but it's only one of her. So Death. But she got saved in the car, and Death has a plan, but there's only one of her. <laughs> so then there's a real. It's a two-hour movie of Death killing one person. That's how complicated this death scene is. It's just a bunch of false starts, and then like the then the electrical the toaster falls in the bathtub, but she gets out just in time, and then, oh man. And the funny thing in, in this movie, Death is the hero. <laughs> she even goes to a movie called The Sacrifice for no reason. And the roller coaster called, it was called uh, the, Ar- Archangel. the Archangel. Yeah, why is that a roller coaster name? Actually, in the movie, the movie The Sacrifice, during the time when the guy was trying to sacrifice her, she said, I went into the movie called The Sacrifice, which I found ironic. <laughs> you don't get to do that when you wrote the book. You could have chosen any name. And if it really was ironic, just say it and don't explain to us how ironic it was. Yeah. I went to the movie Twilight Ripoff, which I found <laughs> ironic. They had my favorite part, though, where the line behind the, behind her muttered a collective swear. I just like to say, fuck. Like a Greek chorus. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich. So this is the uh, the last nice thing you ever have to say about twi- uh, Twilight. Ha! <laughs> ha! That is an I- ironic. Angel light? Yeah. <laughs> Early evening, the book. Uh, anyway, so the uh, we're going to go in reverse order for the major compliments for Hush Hush. So that means Ezra is first. What is your... No. Nope. I'm second. Chris. I'm first. Major compliment. Yeah. 
Uh, so my major compliment is actually for Patch being totally hot in one part of the book. Uh oh. It's when he's like, you know how I'm going to seduce Nora? I'm going to teach her how to make tacos. <laughs> <laughs> is that an innuendo? Because you know what? No, oh, way. yeah. Doesn't matter. Tacos are fucking delicious. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ez, minor compliment. Man, this is going to be a highly related compliment. Um, I'm at a one fan point, of tacos. <laughs> no, at one point she gets a burrito to go. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm all for getting food to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> fuck restaurants. Am I right? <laughs> no. All right. My, uh, my minor compliment is this. Uh, so the bad guy, because they do this thing where the angels can, like, make the girls think that things happen that, that didn't actually happen. So, uh, like... Apparently, archangels, or sorry, fallen angels do this thing where they just cause people to hallucinate things that didn't happen it's like the men in black flashy thing or tracker jackers (laughs) no or Or tracker jackers (laughs) with an agenda what are fallen angels if not tracker jackers (laughs) i and well and the thing that he says is that all angels can do this but only fallen angels are rude enough to do it that's right like they gave angels the power but also they gave them the politeness yeah, the etiquette. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, anyway, so because of that, there's this thing where it's, not, and I'm not even sure if she actually did hit him with the car, and then he fixed the car, or she made he made her think she'd hit him with the car. Anyway, it causes this wonderful situation where she has to explain something to the cops, and then it turns out it didn't happen. Oh, the most cartoony cops ever who are, like, just, like, rude and, like, oh, oh yeah. worse than the coach. Well, oh. yeah. but they're perfect and they're cartoony because this all reminded me of my favorite Looney Tunes sketch where she would be like, I swear, I hit a frog with my car. And the guy's like, there's no frog here. And then as soon as the cops leave, the frog would get up and he would dance and he'd be like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's that, except with a dead body on the hood of her car. <laughs> are you... Are you thinking of Frogger the game? No, <laughs> I guess it sort of it's is just like, like that. the interstitial. Yeah, it's like Frogger if he was wearing a top hat and cane, which he should have been. He really should have been. Um, we're, we're, yeah. He's like going to the symphony on the other side of the street. <laughs> no, no, no. I think no. you're thinking of Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> he's just he's a, wearing a top hat and Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Just Cockney accents so, all so over the, the place. So the frog, he's got a top hat on, and then in his right hand is Michael Caine. <laughs> He's going to the symphony, <laughs> and he's taking Michael Caine to his date. Apparently, yeah. Okay. And then they uh, get hit by a car. That's very nice. Okay. They get hit by a car, and then they magically disappear. And the car, car is fine except for a busted headlight. Yeah. Well, it's just Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, you princes of Maine. <laughs> Good night. That's weird. <laughs> All right. All right. Patch Moron, your minor compliment. My minor compliment is that if you, this, uh, the. The reader for this book is incredibly boring, except for when she slips into like a really tired Live Links commercial sort of sounding <laughs> voice. Uh, so if you ri- if you took everything that's written literally, it becomes a lot more exciting. Like the homeless woman's eyes were raisins, <laughs> or his black eyes sliced into me, or hey. There's a tree with your name on it, which is like, I thought was like really sweet. Yeah, and it, it's inside a little heart, and then it's got my name, and then the number four, and ever. And then, like, oh. you just imagine the line about the, uh, the her legs were bar stools. Right. How much more exciting of a character it makes it if she's tottering around on two bar stools. You, know you, you know what she would look like? 
She would look like she was from Wild Wild West. Jim West. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that if a homeless woman actually did have raisins for eyes, like, do you think the rest of her senses would be heightened to make up for it? You yeah. mean like Daredevil, the movie starring Ben Affleck? <laughs> <Yes>. Raisin eyes. <laughs> uh, maybe? Does that mean that after the homeless lady gets shot, she was raising her from the dead? <laughs> she was a sex zombie. Yes, Something sex. about prunes. <laughs> that was a lazy joke, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for our show. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about the same book called 50 shades of gray by el james uh it's the same book so come back next week uh and we'll you'll hear this exact same conversation but we'll add in some disgusted noises about the way he tied her up with zip ties and, and, and etc uh if you want to come up with a book for us if you want to tell us something that we ought to read you can always go to readersweetcom slash sponsor or if you want to come up with a book and get totally famous and make a ton of money just take twilight and then find replace with another creature I don't think anyone's done trolls yet or robots. So, robot Twilight. <laughs> she. This was Megan's idea. She just the girl falls in love with this older guy and she doesn't know why he's kind of mean to her. And it turns out he's a robot. I have no emotions, <laughs> Bella. <laughs> and then the first, the end is a little different because he really does. He really is a robot, so he doesn't actually love her. <laughs> you know, that'd be great. Just like, just like you leak oil, you talk in ones and zeros. Say it. I went home and <laughs> say it. I went home and Googled robot people. <laughs> that would be awesome. Is my boyfriend a robot.com? <laughs> yeah. Dear Google, is Edward Mullen a dot 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 and then Google thrown robot. I I would I would totally do A shark? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Robot shark? Yeah. She falls in love with a guy, and he's always like biting her hands off, and she's like, "I'm starting to suspect that you're a shark." Krill. <laughs> then he smiled at me with rows of teeth. <laughs> so then he ate some chum. <laughs> no, no, baby, no. I have a cartilager for you. Oh no, you know what it is? It's Twilight, but the shark falls in love with some chum, and he's like, "No, no, I'm a shark vegetarian." And then the chum yeah, is right. like, please, I want to love you, but I'm worried that you're too dangerous. She has to decide between who she really loves, the shark or the chum. <laughs> the, chum. the shark or the dogfish! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute, Chris. Except in this version, a, a dogfish is just a, a fish that sometimes turns into a dog when you make it angry. And then it drowns? <laughs> yes, and, and then it's doggy paddle. It has to always stay near the shallows. <laughs> Ella loves them both equally. Which one shall she choose? Find out in the next five books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for our show. Uh, if you want to make up any other, uh, if you want to make up any other uh, Twilight ripoffs, go to Facebook.com/slash/readingweep and tell us what yours would be. Uh, what the love triangle would be between Bella and two things that look like sexy men but are not. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Uh, thanks as always for being here, Chris Nazar. And yeah. thank you so much for joining us, Pat. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's uh, Pat Moran, which is like moron with an A in one of the O's, 252 on Twitter. And uh, his theater company is Action Adventure Theater, which is actionadventure.org. Yep. 
that is, and they do uh, amazing works of both comedy Fuck that I've been a part of and legitimate theater, which I have attended <laughs> and not been a part of. <laughs> legitimate? Yeah, that's the way they say it in, in Montesano. It's French. It is. For, for vagina theater. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. All right, good, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, eat nothing. You gotta have something.